Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Ebert. It's great to be with you as we are now uh, well into the Euros. Hope you had a wonderful Euro weekend. Um, we're going to get to it all um, on this show. Of course, we are going to address the elephant in the room. We have to. We're going to talk about what happened to Christian Eriksen. We're going to do that in the first uh, segment of the show, and we're going to get it out of the way and move on um, for a lot of reasons. First of all, not least of which is the fact that we have a rocking tournament going on right now. All sorts of surprise results. And uh, today, no different, really, in Sevilla, uh, Sweden holding Spain to a goalless draw in a match, I think, that really surprised everybody. And I have to say, uh, terrific, terrific result uh, play, defensive play from Sweden, not least of which their goalkeeper coming up with some massive saves. So much to get to. Let me ask you, too, the euphoria over England's 1-0 win over Croatia. Croatia. Uh, was it or is it or do you think that it is correctly placed? over-exuberant? What did you really think of the performance? Let's get to it all today. So much to get to. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Such a pleasure and a privilege to have you with me each and every weeknight at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on uh, the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital uh, platforms, whether that's uh, TuneIn, iHeart, the award-winning Sirius XM app. A pleasure to have with you. To have a pleasure to have you with me. <laughs> I'm stumbling over myself already today. If you miss any part of the show, and you are kicking yourself, saying, "Oh, geez, talk, geez, Nick talked about the Christian Eriksen thing, and I didn't hear it," or he went through all the matches and I missed it, and or I missed his match preview. Don't worry. The whole show is available on our podcast network, the Believe B L E A V podcast network. What a terrific group of people they really are! Um, do me a favor, head over to the Believe B L E A V podcast network, and be sure to subscribe to this show, World Soccer Radio. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N I C K G E B E R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, I'll be right back after this. All right, well, welcome back to the show. Look, we've been uh, talking about the Euros, and they're coming, they're coming. The Euros are coming, the Euros are coming. Well, look, the Euros are here right now, and if you like to bet on the Euros, I'm going to give you a little tip. And just remind you, not just the Euros right now. Obviously, that's what we're focused on here on this show. But the NFL, uh, the, the NFL, the NHL playoffs going on right now. Come on, you Golden Knights. 
and the NBA as well. There's baseball, there's golf. There's so much sports action going on in the month of June. Uh, Bet Online is where you can find it all. They have the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device, device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next kickoff, tip-off, face-off, face or pitch, head over to betonline.ag and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, and this show is presented by uh, betonline.ag. So let's um, get right to it, shall we? Because this is the elephant in the room. I, I, I'm going to spend the next seven or eight minutes talking about this, and then I'm probably not going to bring it up again. Christian Eriksen, you, you may have remembered him, played many years at Tottenham Hotspur. He's a terrific, terrific Danish player. Was rumored to go to Liverpool, turned them down, went to Tottenham, ended up going to Inter Milan, where he won the Scudetto this season with Inter Milan. The star of the Danish team, 29 years old, in peak physical condition, collapses of a heart attack on the pitch just before the end of half of the first half of the Denmark Finland game in Copenhagen, which is in Denmark, if you didn't know that. So, um, first of all, shocking. It, it happens. Uh, we are human beings. We're flesh and blood, and, and, and anything can happen. You certainly don't expect that to happen. I mean, it, it has happened. It happened, if you remember. I mean, we can go all the way back to what Len. Len. Well, Len Bias, I think, was a was a um, uh, a drug overdose, if I wasn't mistaken. Uh, and I, and I, you know what? Actually, I'm going to look that up because I don't want to uh, uh, say anything that's not true. I, I do know that um, he died, and from a cardiac yeah cardiac arrhythmia indu induced by cocaine overdose. So okay, I was correct on that one. I, I don't want to say anything like that if it isn't true, because good Lord, you don't want to speak ill of the dead. However, um, it happens. You could be the, an athlete in the finest of conditions. If you remember, um, we had in the Premier League a, uh, a similar situation <coughs> where we had... Um, a player for West Ham United collapse in the middle of the game. And now he was unable to uh, to play again, if you remember uh, when this happened, because his heart was so badly damaged. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, does, it does happen. And, you know, he collapsed and he died on the pitch and he was resuscitated by the quick thinking of both the Danish team captain who... Uh, immediately called for medical assistance and administered the first round of CPR himself, which is uh, impressive enough if you can imagine that. The medical personnel come out from the side and they immediately start life-saving CPR treatment and defibrillation. Clearly, when you are defibrillating somebody, their heart has stopped. You don't defibrillate someone just for the fun of it. The... Danish team members created a cordon around the player while they are in tears and really crying, un unable to believe what they are seeing. 
so that Christian Eriksen might have some privacy. Keep in mind, his wife, whose name I think is Sophia, was there watching her husband, the father of her two children, collapse on the pitch and have to undergo emergency life-saving CPR. Can you imagine what this woman was going through emotionally. I mean, it is only the quick reactions of the medical staff that saved Christian Erickson's life. And by the way, I have to give a shout-out. I have to give a shout-out um, to Casper Schmeichel, who, if you remember, you know, plays for Leicester City. When the uh, owner of Leicester City's helicopter crashed in the parking lot, killing everybody on board. Casper uh, Schmeichel had to be pulled away from trying to run into the flaming debris in an attempt to save their lives. Once again, Casper Schmeichel, right in the thick of it, first thing he did after they created the cordon, he goes up to console and to be with his teammate, his friend's wife, during this ordeal. I, I cannot say, you know, there's a Yiddish term, a mensch, Kasper Schmeichel, you get the Mensch Award, uh, and you really are an example for everybody uh, today about compassion. But having said that, I want to really go to the topic. First of all, the fact that Christian Eriksen's alive and well today is absolutely fabulous. He's in a hotel, uh, in a hospital, he's stabilized. He spoke to his teammates, told them to go ahead and play. Whether or not that's true, whether that's UEFA fantasy, will be a discussion for another day. I want to talk about the shocking scenes of the broadcast networks staying on this scene on the pitch. Look, I know they, you know, it is quote-unquote news, but my God, once you can see what's happening, please cut away. If the teammates are around Christian Eriksen as a cordon for his privacy, I think the least that the directors could do in the booth is to go back to the studio and not put this on television. It displays such a total, complete, and utter lack of taste, lack of class, lack of compassion. It makes me angry. It makes me furious. All I can think of is Christian Eriksen and his children and his wife, and if he had died, his children would have to relive his death over and over and over again. Uh, and I know I'm going to get my friend Kartik Krishnair on, but I know uh, he's angry for a lot of different reasons. But I am angry to the point of fuming about this. There has to be a protocol. Look, if a streaker runs onto the pitch, the network's cut away. But if a player is dying on the pitch, they stay tuned in, focused down. Everybody's going to want to see... Come on, nobody wants to see Christian Eriksen dying. As it happened, we had the best possible outcome. Well, look, the best possible outcome will be that there are no underlying medical conditions. Uh, maybe it was exhaustion, maybe it was fatigue, dehydration, whatever it was that brought this on. And one hopes, one prays for Christian that he can get back to the pitch. But if he can't, it's okay. He's got his life. He's got his beautiful family. And he will have a rip-roaring career in whatever this wonderful young man decides to do. 
and I'm sure there will be no end of opportunity. So, uh, yeah, we want him to be back to football, but we are just happy that he is back to being a father and a husband. That is the single most important thing, and we lose track of that. And I say, shame, shame, shame on you networks. Shame, shame, shame. I, I, whoever was in the booth, I'm sorry. Whichever directors were calling those shots out, they need to go. They are not human. How would they feel if they were dying and the camera was on them and there they think of their wife and children watching this over and over and over again? It's disgusting. There must be a better protocol for this. There has to be changes. And obviously, the number one change is that we hope and we pray that this never happens again. But sadly, it's going to. It's just inevitable. Because they're not robots. They're human beings. I'll be right back after this. Radio Sports Pilot Broadcast Network Series XM. By the way, had a great time this weekend hosting the ninth annual Ed Asner and Friends Celebrity Poker Tournament. Uh, loads of fun. All sorts of celebrities got to talk to Natasha Henstridge. Wow. Rosie O'Donnell. Anna Paquin. Ron Funches. Triumph the comic insult dog. You name it. I spoke to him. Had a great time. Loads of fun. We raised lots of money for the Ed Asner Family Center, and there is still a silent auction going on. Head over to PokerWithEd.com and uh, check it out. Um, it is great to be back with you, and of course, the uh, Euros going on. Um, you know, I hear these guys all the time. Have you ever heard of Moink? Well, Moink was founded by eighth-generation farmers who uh, was actually featured on Shark Tank. Uh, host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he ever tasted. And personally, I agree. Uh, and Jamie Simonoff, the creator of the Ring video doorbell, also invested in Moink. What is Moink, you might ask? Well, <laughs> it's incredible, right? Um, they have the best, best bacon, best steak, best chicken, best salmon you'll ever eat. This stuff doesn't come from the grocery store, okay? You're only going to find it on the family farm or caught by independent Alaska fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Go there right now and listen to this show. Get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. Now, let me tell you, that's a lot of bacon. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time only, spelled moinkbox, M-O-I-N-K box.com slash believe. That's moink, M-O-I-N-K box.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. That's moinkbox.com slash believe. And get yourself free bacon for a year. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, before we get to the actual results so far in the Euros and where we are. I my, have wonderful producers here at uh, World Soccer Radio who, when I get into my aged memory forgetfulness and sort of triple over myself, forgetting a fact that maybe yesterday would have rolled off my tongue like uh, it was something I spoke about every three minutes, uh, they are there to remind me uh, when I fall down. And there's nothing better than to have a crew 
uh, that is there to pick you up when you fall down. And so they have reminded me, it was of course the terrible, terrible tragedy of Mark Vivian Foey, who uh, died while on international duty, if you remember. And then, of course, Fabrice Mwamba had the cardiac arrest in that Bolton Wanderers match and was only, only survived because there was a cardiac surgeon in the stands at the time who pushed his way to the front, pushed past security, got on the pitch and administered the life-saving treatment for, for for Fabrice Mwamba, who sadly was unable to continue his career afterwards, but happily has a life to continue after football. And for those of us that are just a little bit, you know, jaded, there is in fact life after football. All right, so thank you for correcting me, guys. I always appreciate that. And let's get back to uh, the group. So we are done with A, B, C, and D. We have and E, excuse me, we have Group F to play tomorrow. I'm going to give you the picks for the Hungary-Portugal and the France-Germany match. Uh, those are the games tomorrow, two huge ones. And then on Wednesday, we have Finland-Russia, Turkey-Wales, and Italy-Switzerland. Uh, now, uh, you might say to yourself, you know, why is Hungary-Portugal uh, now? Uh, well, it's just because that's they are the last group, so that's kind of, you know. Uh, how it works. And if you remember, we had Italy-Turkey was the kickoff match, and there was only one match that day. So tomorrow, we have only two matches. But let's take a look at the groups and at the results. And uh, there have certainly been some wonderful, I will say wonderful, surprises, because you know no one really likes a tournament where it's super predictable. Uh, starting off with uh, the Friday match at the Olympico, uh, Olympico Stadium in Rome, uh, Italy beating Turkey 3-0 at home. I told you Italy were going to win. I said it was going to be the over. Took them a little while to get going, as is typical in this situation. You have a lot of fatigued players, a lot of tired legs, and kind of getting back into tournament mode sometimes is a bit of a challenge. But nevertheless, 3-0 uh, was the results, uh, and the last two goals by two of my favorite players uh, on the Italian team uh, obviously are Immobile and Insigne, who together sound like a wonderful Italian opera. La, la, Immobile. Anyway, and then we'll go to Saturday, where we had uh, Wales-Switzerland 1-1. You know, a very, very, very good result for Wales as the Swiss team. No slouch. Uh, this was in Baku. And um, this was a, kind of a bit of a travel for both of these teams. An excellent result for Wales. I think uh, they can be extremely happy with that. Then we had the match that we talked about, the Denmark-Finland. And Finland ending up winning this match 1-0. Um, I, I really don't want to uh, belabor this, but the players apparently, after talking to Christian Eriksen from his hospital room, UEFA are claiming he told them he wanted them to go ahead and finish the game, which they did later that day. This game should have been postponed and played the next game. They should have played the second half of this game the next day. I, I cannot imagine that these players, quite frankly, on both sides, were in any reasonable emotional state um, to play this match out. As it was, Finland with the shock result, okay? 1-0 is a shock result in Copenhagen, but, you know, this is why <laughs> favorites are favorites and sports are sports, but it ain't a scripted reality show. It is truly the greatest reality show on earth. Sadly, a little bit too much reality in this game, but the way it ended 1-0, kind of got to throw that result out the window. But it does throw that group uh, into disarray a little bit. Uh, the next match in St. Petersburg, well, look, I had kind of discounted Belgium from the equation here. 
I thought they were kind of end of cycle. Yeah, I mean, obviously the talent on this Belgian team goes without saying. And anytime you have Romelo Lukaku on your squad, uh, really anything can happen. It's Alderweireld, Bayata, Vertonghen, Castagne, Dendonka, uh, Tielemans, uh, Torgan Hazard, um, Mertens, Lukaku, and Carrasco. I mean, that's quite a starting lineup, we will all agree. I think the rub on the Belgian team is that Roberto Martinez's side was kind of a little bit on the older side and sort of uh, their swan song of their cycle. But my God, did they take it to Russia, who just looked completely out of their element. On Saturday, on Sunday, we kicked it off with England, Croatia, England winning. Of course, the English press is over the moon with this result. And yeah, okay, Croatia were the World Cup runners-up. And this was the first time uh, in uh, you know, living memory, or actually, I don't know what it was first time since, that England won their opening match at the Euros. But, you know, they really, really struggled. And uh, I, I just... I just don't know that they're going to find enough goals this tournament. I mean, okay, Kane up top and Sterling Mount and Foden behind him is awesome. Agree. But, <coughs> you know, uh, Captain didn't get it done himself. Raheem Sterling did. And, you know, I, by the way, I love Raheem Sterling. I'm very happy for him. You know, Raheem has a way of forcing himself back into any discussion you might have because he is a deftly and superlatively talented footballer. Uh, so it was great to see him score. Uh, you know, if anything, I was supposed a bit more disappointed with the um, Croatian team. I mean, look, anytime you're going to play with Luka Modric and Kovacic and Perisic and, uh, and Rebic, uh, you know, you're going to have a good squad. Um, maybe when we talk about end-of-cycle squads who are going to disappoint, it'll be Croatia more than Belgium uh, anyway. So, uh, so that was uh, Sunday's England match. Then you had Austria taking it to North Macedonia in Bucharest. There was no surprise there. And then you had a, a bit of a surprise, by the way. This Dutch team, who I like a lot, and this was in uh, the Cruyff Arena in Amsterdam, um, were really... Uh, left it up to uh, Dumfries' 85th-minute goal to get all three points against a very game Ukraine side with Yarmolenko and uh, Yaramchuk both getting goals uh, between the 70th and 80th minute uh, when they were down 2-0. I mean, that to me shows uh, mental strength, uh, which was uh, definitely a very pleasant surprise. Um, I, I thought this was a terrific match. So we have had a lot of surprises in the Euros. Let's take a look at the standings in Group A. Italy are on top uh, with uh, three points. Uh, Switzerland next and Wales tied with Wales. Turkey with no points. Belgium and Finland. That's the shocker. Group B, one and two. Denmark uh, is going to be playing... Uh, next up is going to be Denmark, is going to be playing Belgium. That will be tough. I, I don't know that Denmark will beat Belgium. And if Finland beat Russia, which they do, Denmark could get eliminated. I mean, it, it, it is very, very possible. Very likely, almost. Group C, we have Austria and the Netherlands kind of doing what you thought they would do, uh, although you know one would think that the Netherlands would go forward in front of Austria, but it's only goal differential right now. Group D, Czech Republic and England, one and two. Croatia and Scotland rounding out the bottom two with zero points. Of course, again, folks, only one match played. Only one match played. The next one is a match with England where I predict they will drop points. I think England-Scotland will be 1-1, uh, but I do believe 
<coughs> that uh, Croatia will beat the Czech Republic. So um, that should be very interesting. If that's the case, England would go top of the group with a draw and a, uh, and a Croatian win, and I do think Croatia will win that game, despite the Czech Republic looking pretty good. Uh, we are just about out of time this segment. Let's uh, take a break, and let's bring it back to Group E when we come back. Those are the guys that played today, Monday, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden, and Poland. And, uh, wow, Slovakia, top of the group. You're listening to World Soccer Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM, the American Forces, iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. We're presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And if you want to bet on any of the matches coming up, I'm going to run down them all. Uh, you can do that at betonline.ag. I'll be right back after this. XM, I'm your host, Nick Gieber. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. That's on Sports Overnight America. Also, talking to our men and women in uniform around the world on the American Forces Network, as well as those listening on our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or our podcast, the Believe Podcast Network. I'm going to be dropping some podcast-specific content uh, probably just four or five minutes long at the end of uh, each some of these matches just to give my thoughts. If you're interested in subscribing, head over to the Believe BLEAV Podcast Network. Uh, you can also get it on Apple iTunes and, uh, you know, Spotify and all the rest of that stuff. So you can find it there as well. But head over to Believe.com. Loads of great footballing content. Biggest shock of the Euros so far. I'm trying to think. Um, you know, probably the Finland-Denmark result is up there, but again, I'm throwing that one out the door, okay, because of what happened to Christian Eriksen. Probably Wales-Switzerland. That was a shocker. Now, if you remember, Ryan Giggs is actually the Welsh national manager, but he's not there managing right now because of the pending charges against him for beating up his girlfriend. What a POS, if that is true. Uh, not surprised, though. Um, Italy, of course, Turkey, uh, that result was not unexpected uh group b yeah belgium on top i think we kind of expected that but finland and denmark being with zero points and finland with two and again this this because of what happened to christian Eriksen, you know it, it's somewhat of a double whammy for denmark i mean not only did they lose that match and not get the three points against finland uh, but now they've also lost their best player so it is uh, very tough and they have an exceptionally tough match coming up next uh, in Copenhagen against Belgium. And, um, you know, this Belgian team is uh, looking awesome. I mean, let's be honest. They they made Russia look like, um, I don't know, an under-12 side. <laughs> and the Russian side has some, some decent players in there. It's tough. Denmark are going to have to come up with a massive, emotionally charged performance to get three points out of this match. Um, I am assuming 
that Finland is going to do a number against Russia because I did not think this Russian team was any good. Yeah, they got a couple of good players, but they were really made to look awful by Belgium. Probably the worst look. Even North Macedonia looked better to me than Russia. So if, if coming up here on uh, the 16th and the 17th, okay, which is uh, Wednesday and Thursday, if Finland beat Russia and Belgium don't get anything other than all three points, it's all over. And the Danes will go home after a sh a, just a terribly awful and sad tournament for them. Um, uh, you know, it's not going to say anything about the Danish team because that result against Finland was had a lot of issues going on. Uh, Austria-Netherlands Group C, I don't think there were any huge shockers. Ukraine, I thought, played really, really well. They did not get the win, obviously, against uh, the Dutch. But, you know, 3-2 in, uh, in Amsterdam, good result. Uh, Group D, England, to me, looked pedestrian. Uh, even though they got the points and beat Croatia, this match against Scotland is going to be very, very tough. I'm going to give you my predictions on that. Uh, that match, England-Scotland, is coming up on the 18th, which is Friday. So plenty of time for me to give you a full match preview uh, before then. Um, the other shock results, and I'm going to give them to you right now, okay? Shock results for me. Spain-Sweden, nil-nil. In Sevilla. At La Catahou Cartuja Stadium. Nil-nil. Now, the Swedes defended, oh my gosh, was their defending, were defend, defending insane. And yeah, I don't really think they put too much, you know, attacking pressure on Sweden, uh, on, excuse me, on Spain, but you have to be able to break teams down to use a very trite American announcer, say, you gotta, you gotta learn how to break teams down. Yeah, you, you do. Uh, absolutely right. And, um, Look, the Swedish team is good. There's no Ibrahimovic, uh, and he's kind of the attacking threat. But, you know, there were times they looked, uh, they looked a little dangerous going forwards. By the way, to give you an idea, France and England are favorites. Belgium, third favorite. Germany, yet to play. They'll be playing tomorrow. I'm going to talk about that okay, in probably the match of the first round. Spain held to a draw. They are. They were plus eight hundred. They're equal with Portugal. Then Italy, they won, and the Netherlands. They kind of, you know, late goal did it for them against Ukraine. I would say we've had some upsets. I mean, I, I would say it's not been uh, favorite land, right? So, if we're thinking about teams that are the shockers let's look at the teams of switzerland we're way down the list plus 6600 i don't think anybody figured that one out right i mean we're only one match in the czech republic by the way way down plus 10,000 to win Yet, they are currently top of Group D. Oh, oh, okay, agree. We're one match in. And yes, they did play Scotland. And they did beat them. And I thought Scotland looked pretty bad. <laughs> but I still think they're going to take a point off of England. Let's get to it, shall we? 
Let's get to the match previews coming up. We're looking at Tuesdays and Wednesdays matches. Let's start with Hungary and Portugal. And this, folks, is a match that Portugal really should win by every stretch of the imagination. Uh, Portugal, uh, the uh, defending champs in currently plus 800 to win it in the group of death with France and Germany. A, a really good chance the third place finisher here is going to get out of the group regardless. Portugal minus 215. And Hungary, the absolute long shot at plus 719. However, this is at the Pushkas in Budapest. Anything can happen. Portugal have shown themselves to be susceptible at times. However, there is a certain player named Cristiano Ronaldo who I will say is the almost the poster child for the big game player. And I predict Poland will win this game. Therefore, uh, pardon Poland, listen to me. Portugal, thank you guys. I get it. I know, I know, I know I'm old. Minus 215, you're going to take Portugal on that one. Um, let's have a look. Uh, France and Germany. Well, two of the truly big guns. France are my, plus 450. They were the pre-tournament odds-on favorites to win it. Uh, Germany were plus 700. Uh, they were considered fourth favorite to win it. Um, you know, I, I'm going to have to take France. I think this is the most stacked team in the tournament. I think this is the team that is peaking at the right time. Uh, this is a team that is doing all the right things, getting all the right results. And, you know, the big game players, the Mbappes, the Griezmanns of the world, are definitely getting it done. And um, I would be very surprised, not shocked, but I would be very, very surprised if for some reason... Um, France don't win this game. So if you look at the odds, and by the way, this game, uh, France-Germany, is uh, in Munich, so it's away, <coughs> it's away in, in Munich. But I think I'm going to take France to win this one um, because I, I, just, I, just, I just think... Um, they are the they're the best team in the tournament, and uh, you know after seeing um, England, I don't know if you go head to head, the French beat the Germans in 2018 in the UEFA Nation Leagues in group play. Uh, they had a nil nil draw that same year in Nations League. Friendlies are drawn. France wins. Germany wins. Uh, France wins. Draw. France wins. France wins. Going back to 2016, Germany has only beaten France once since 2016 i have to take the french team right giroud mbappe griezmann pogba ngolo conte toliso hernandez kimpembe Varane, pavard ugo loris in goal i mean that is uh like an all-star team i don't know what to say I mean, Didier Deschamps has a richness of talent uh, to call from. Uh, you have to take France. I'm going to move along. I've got three minutes, guys. I know it. Okay, let's take the French. Uh, and to win this game in regulation, it's plus 172. Folks, plus money on France. 
You have to take it. Plus 172. Take it now. BetOnline.ag. You're nuts if you don't take that one. This French team is too good. And you can have all the Neuers and all the Hummels and the Rudigers and the Kimmiches and the Gundigans and the Mullers and the Havertz and the Nabries you want. Jo uh, Joachim Lowe's team got a great team, but not nearly as good as the team that Didier Deschamps has. Also, the, the German team, I think, also at the end of a cycle. We know uh, jo uh, Joachim Lowe, Yogi Lowe is going to retire at the end of this. So let's move along. Next one, Finland, Russia. Folks, this is juicy, juicy, juicy stuff, okay? We're talking about Wednesday's game, Finland-Russia. You saw the Russian team, right? Uh, I hope you did. I hope you did, because if you did, you would not think this team has much to go on. Finland beating Denmark, 1-0. Russia beginning whomped by Belgium, 3-0. And right now, the Finnish team, plus 475. You got to take it. I'm taking it. You should take it. Plus 475, Finland over Russia. Turkey, Wales. Folks, I'm taking a draw on this one. Plus 218. Um, I like the Welsh team. Turkish team didn't look that great, but they are certainly have talent, and they are capable of stringing together a result. I'm going to like the draw uh, on that one. Um, Italy, Switzerland. Italy, Switzerland is the next one. Two great teams. By the way, the Swiss team here, plus 555 on this match whereas i do think italy will win at minus 174 and remember italy won the first match of the season against turkey switzerland at plus 555 they're a decent team but you know yeah, i'm going to take italy plus 174 so there are my picks Okay, I'm going to take, uh, again, this, this is the end of the game. I'm not giving you first half or second half odds here. Minus 215, take Portugal over Hungary. Plus 172. Yes, you heard me right. There is plus money on France and France versus Germany. You have to take that. Plus 172, take France. On Wednesday's matches, Finland-Russia take Finland plus 475. I think that, the timing on that is spectacular. Uh, Turkey, Wales, take the draw, plus 218. Italy, Switzerland, I'm going with the Italians at minus 174. Uh, those are my predictions for the matches coming up in the Euros. I'm going to step aside, take a break, and be right back to wrap it all up here on World Soccer Radio. Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Uh, just some housekeeping. You can find me on Twitter. Twitter me, twatter me, reach out and flatter me. At Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. The show works best when uh, you talk to me and I talk to you. By the way, uh, I have lots of people reach out to me on Facebook. I've had some serious diatribes sent my way, and we're going to get to them all during the week. Again, if you want to find some extra content, I'll be dropping a little extra content at our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network. We are presented to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. If you want to wager a little bit, head over there. Do it responsibly, though. Okay, make your sports betting kind of like um, a little seasoning on your sports fandom. 
Um, and don't make it a lifestyle. Make it uh, entertainment, and then you'll be really, really happy. If you win, you'll be thrilled. If you lose, you're not going to cry. You're not going to get a divorce. Your family's not going to walk out on you. So that is the best way uh, to do it, hands down. Once again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Um, it is a pleasure to bring this show to you and an absolute pleasure to be bringing you Euro 2020 in 2021. Almost surreal to say that. Uh, I suppose I should call it Euro 2021. It's going to be so weird next year. Uh, we've got the summer with no tournaments. And then we're going to be talking about the World Cup at the end of the year. How weird is that? By the way, my prediction, PSG's ownership will drop them like a hot potato after the World Cup. But we've got lots and lots and lots of time to talk about all of that stuff. All right, enjoy the matches tomorrow. Very quickly, take Portugal, minus 215. Take France, plus 172. Take Finland, plus 475. Take the draw between Turkey and Wales. And finally, Italy, Switzerland. The Italians will get it done at minus 174. All the odds courtesy of our title sponsor, betonline.ag. All right, until tomorrow, enjoy the football, folks. Let's talk when it's done. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.